Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 17 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Viox, joined today by my good friend and co-host Joshua Rowe. How's it going, dude? It's the first day of spring. There's butterflies and birds chirping and crap, I guess. But you know what's better? <laughs> Dagobah ducks flying around. Dagobah ducks. I've only hit three. Um, <laughs> it's Star Wars Day. So spring is great, but it's Star Wars Day. Indeed. And allow me to introduce our guest, one of our favorite guests to have on today. Welcome back, Eden Gray of QDQ Cosplay. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I got out of work early and I get to be on the podcast and it's really exciting. That is exciting. And you insisted that you'd be on this particular episode. And why is that? Uh, so I can scream about Niku for an hour, basically. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at least an hour, we will be screaming about Niku together. Yes, we're going to be covering... The season finale that was split into two parts, uh, No Escape, part one and part two. But what kind of Star Wars stuff have you guys been into this week? Um, there are 21 days, 15 hours and 58 minutes and 50 seconds until Star Wars Celebration. So I've been sewing some sh** and stuff. That wasn't from an app. She just has a running calculator in her head. <laughs> uh, it's it's from the Star Wars Celebration website. So that that's what's on my brain. What about you, Josh? What are you thinking about? I've got these cool socks on today. Ooh. Nice. Are those first order stormtroopers? <laughs> they troopers? are first order stormtroopers. <laughs> nice. For today. Um, <laughs> what else? I've been, I'm, I'm repping first order too, wearing my Kylo Ren uh, t-shirt. You are, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not repping any Star Wars stuff right now. It's cool. It's cool. I've it's, been reading the um, book Queen Shadow also. How are you liking that? It's fantastic. It's so good. I feel like it's the kind of book, once I finish it, that I could just pull it back up and just read literally just open the book to any chapter and just get completely engrossed for long periods of time so it's so well written i got the forward of that done yeah. and then i put it down yeah because i picked up another book oh in preparation and will it be out by then in preparation for what dear sir our uh two hour long sit down one on Oh one, two-ish. Two on one. Two on one. Hey, it's not that kind of, That's it's what not she that said. Kind of panel, guys. <laughs> hey, hey. No, we got a real special announcement. We we uh, we uh teased this a little bit on Twitter and Instagram yesterday. And uh, by the time you guys hear this uh, podcast, it will have already been out for about 24 hours, though. Tell mm. us about it, Josh. We got something crazy to tell y'all. So a few days ago, I am up in my bed because I can't sleep. I thought, you know what? We've got a uh, convention coming up that we are going to be hosting a live recording of this podcast on. I'm like, let's see. So what, so what, what, con what convention is that? It is Conglomeration. It's mm -hmm. in Louisville, Kentucky, April 20th. 
will be the day we are there. It mm-hmm. starts April 19th. Yeah. Happy 31st birthday to me. I heard it's Easter weekend. It is or Easter something. weekend. It's okay. I'll, Easter. I'll be in Louisville also there with you guys doing panels and right. stuff. So while you guys are celebrating 420 on a Saturday, you guys know what I'm saying. Uh, it's going to be, yeah, Saturday 3 to 5. Isn't that right? 3 to 5. We are in the Elliott Room. But with, there's more, right? Yes. So I picked up um, another copy from Amazon is uh, Thrawn from Timothy Zahn. Why? And I've also got but, but uh, why? Thrawn Alliances I'm going to have to be reading by them because we're going to be in the Elliot Room from three to five with... Timothy fucking Zahn. Exactly. you damn right. Holy <laughs> shit. So let me tell you guys, we're pretty excited about that. So I don't know exactly which episode that will be because that's going to be the exact weekend after celebration. Dude, yeah. We're so, going to be so tired. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's Star gonna Wars be, the f*** out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're going to be on on that panel with Timothy Zahn. Oh, I'm going to try and set up a little Q&A if we can. If not, we're going to be telling all kinds of really great stories and asking questions, this, that, and the other. Um, I'm stoked. It still doesn't feel real yet. No, um, <laughs> it probably will when we're like there prepping and uploading our no, microphones. Nah. Stuff, it's going to feel real when you're in line at Star Wars Celebration to get your book signed by Tim Zahn and you stand in that line for at least an hour and you're like, oh, damn no. it, why am I in this line? I'm just going to see him next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like that. Um and, and you guys card. said you guys said it was going to be in Louisville, Kentucky, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So any of you guys that are somewhat close yeah, to yeah. us in uh, central Kentucky-ish or beyond? Indiana, Ohio. It's totally worth coming out. Sorry to interrupt you, but... Like, Pennsylvania? Yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lincoln, uh, England. Timothy Zahn <laughs> is... Tim Zahn is the special guest for this convention. So he is like the number one guest. Yeah. He has stuff going on every single day. Uh, there's photo ops, there's autographs. He's doing panels on writing. He's doing, I think they're still taking surveys. Uh, still, they still have their survey going for what do you want Tim's on to talk about? Yeah. I went through and picked like Thrawn, Star Wars, Star Wars, Thrawn throughout the whole thing. <laughs> so he may just end up, you know, doing panels about Star Wars instead of panels about writing, but Either he's way. a special guest. He'll be there all weekend. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome, guys. Check that out. At, I believe it's conglomeration.info, correct? Yes, that is correct. All right. And I guess the, the point you were trying to make is that you've been reading those books instead of Queen Shadow. Yeah. Because I, need, that, I, I need to do that too. I want to read Queen Shadow so bad too, I but too. I, I also want to refresh myself <laughs> on Thrawn. Yeah, I don't want to sit down with somebody who is uh, credited with reigniting the fandom in the 90s and then coming out with probably one of the coolest trilogies of Star Wars canon we have now. One of the best villains ever With, in the history of villains. Exactly. Without, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, no one about the book. Oh, yeah. My, Who wants to go out there and blank yeah. out? My work schedule isn't as crazy as your guys, so I'll be finishing Queen Shadow and then reading all the Thrawn books also. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm also kind of considering maybe trying to squeeze in the original trilogy from yeah, the 90s. Heir to the Empire. If I can. Ooh, challenge it's been accepted. A, just, I've, been never, a while. I've never read them. Oh, it's so good. Just to have well, a extra. Arguably, yeah. To have I'm a little also uh, this weekend. I'm going to go buy the trade paperbacks of the Thrawn series. All the uh, the new one that came out. That yeah. looks the art looks, it looks really awesome. good. Yeah, that's one I've I am behind on. Oh my god, we don't have to take any of our Thrawn books to celebration to have them signed. Like <laughs> no. I remember carting books. Well, he's already signed all like the celebration exclusive from 2017. Right, but like. If we wanted Sign to take, again. we didn't take anything to, <laughs> to Orlando because we drove there and it, we, it was hard and we were going to, it was celebration and lines and shenanigans. But 
we can just take them to Louisville. Either yeah. way, we're going to take them. How far is Louisville from Chicago? As far as... People who don't want Star Wars Celebration to end come out to conglomeration. Driving. Yeah. And if you can't it's like make... six hours. Yeah. If you can't so make... Uh, Five, actually. If you can't make Celebration, yeah. come to Louisville. All right, guys. So I'm going <laughs> to move us along. We are going to be talking about... Oh, and listeners, please just bathe in this moment because it's going to be a while before you hear it again. I That's m- right. I miss BB-8. I do too. You don't love CB-23? I love I CB-23. But Nobody said that. It was a question. But I really Not miss... a statement, Josh. Jeez. <laughs> Nobody alluded to that shit. <laughs> you're being snarky Why are you again? so hateful? CB-23 is lovely, but she is no replacement for BB-8. You know, I the Twitterverse believes otherwise, apparently, but for me, CB-23 is no replacement. I would like both together. Can you imagine? Like, they could save the galaxy all by themselves, just those two droids. It was great because they really hated each other when they first met. Yeah. I was it's like, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> you're with my Poe. You're with replacement for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good stuff. So Love Triangle. Whew. <laughs> Trust me, it works. <laughs> Uh, so we got a little bit of Goblin Chatter. And apology to the people that um, sent us emails before the last episode that we recorded. We were just holding on to it because it was all resistance related and we knew we were going to record this bigger resistance episode. So we're going to be tackling those today. But before that, we got a little tweet uh, from our buddy Rick Villanueva at Cadbane's Bounty. Uh, this is um, a response to the question that we asked uh, about the, uh, the origin of the prophecy. Who wrote the prophecy yeah. of the Chosen One? And uh, thank you very much for doing this. He he did a little light digging. He said, there's no clear origin to the prophecy of the Chosen One that I could find. Uh, fun episode today, guys. By the way, you're going to wear out that gonk button before long. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, he said, Wikipedia sources a book called Jedi vs. Sith, an essential guide to the Force, with some of the earliest in-universe debates about it going back some 1,200 years before the Battle of Yavin. Huh. Gotta get that. Yeah. 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 I wonder if it's just going to be one of those things that we never know. Probably. Probably. Although, I did hear, and I typically don't give much clout to rumors, but I did hear a rumor today that the... um. The series that the Game of Thrones, uh, you know, I don't do Game of Thrones. George R. R. Martin? No. Okay. The um, the guys who write the show. Oh, uh, D&D. Uh, David and... Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all know who they are. Oh, Daniel. Um, Daniel, maybe? The rumor is that it's going to be set in the Old Republic. So they're writing a series, a TV series? Mm-hmm. You know what's cool about podcasts is you can't see my damn facial reactions. <laughs> His uh, eyes yeah, I lit popped up. out of his head, that? and they're no. hanging down, caressing I, I knew, his beard. I knew it was rumored, but I would never got... Uh, Things we didn't think we'd be talking about and now have to look up. Well, he doesn't watch it, so I kind of just exit out of my memory when I come here. Hmm. Benioff and Weiss? Yep. David yeah. Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. So, now this could just be speculation. I, I think it was like Star Wars News Net or something that I saw it on. It was just like a brief thing that I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter on but, a break at work. But it said that they said. No, uh, this is a rumor. And I. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm still on the same page. They yeah. did not say anything. So, 
my connection and the reason <laughs> the reason that I face falls. The reason that I brought this up though was because if it is goes back some twelve hundred years before the Battle of Yavin, that's old Republic territory. Right. Yeah. Have you guys played Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. No. Okay. So yes and no. How do I answer both at the same time? Uh, no, I'll tell you what. It's um worth it. It's very exciting. What it what it shows us though is that there is thousands of years of history yes, before exactly. what we have now. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. How technology would have fluttered over a thousand years. Hmm. Sort of. Makes you think. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. Whew. Episodes. That could be a saga. So that's pretty cool. That could be that could kind of touch on those things. Ah. Uh, Screensaver went over to uh, probably my favorite scene in The Last Jedi. That's awesome. Canto Bite. Shut up. Because <laughs> Rose is say, in it. Because Rose say, is That's in not it. Yeah. a picture of Rose Tico. No, it's Luke on the rock looking at the twin sons from Tatooine. God. Uh, Canto right. Bite. My favorite moment in The Last Jedi is when uh, Luke fights Kylo and Crate and how Kylo fights like Anakin. I yeah. just decided that just now, but that is my favorite thing. Anyway. <laughs> so moving on to a little bit more comlink chatter, we have a special email from my Miss Pam Rowe. Why is it special? Oh, you tell she, me. She's special. <laughs> she is my wife. Awesome. So Pam says, hey, guys, I've been listening constantly since day one and I'm finally getting around to writing my first email. She should have been listening. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have a few thoughts after listening to this recent episode. Like Josh, I'm not a big fan of Tam. Because I run my house. Frankly, she has gotten on my nerves mm-hmm. since we were introduced to her. I think it's mostly because of her pure ignorance. But the more developed the show is getting, the more I've grown to appreciate the perspective. It reminds me of a question posed in the past podcast. Which would you be? Part of the Empire or part of the Rebellion season? Or episode what, two? Yeah, it was early. Yeah. And it's the perfect example of how your answer can greatly depend on your experiences in life. So while I wish... She could just see things clearly. I like the way they're doing the showcase. Cause what? Can you read that? I like what they're doing to the sh- to, to showcase, showcase that aspect, aspect and show just how great powers like the Empire and the First Order can so easily come to be. Thank you. Stumbled. And these Harry Potter references, y'all know the way to my heart. She's a big Harry Potter fan. <laughs> nice. I love Johnny's references to Hedwig, and that is perfect description of the bucket scene. And Josh. Us Harry Potter fans are still crying over Hedwig. You were being very insensitive. I was not. They all died. It's Yeah, maybe a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I disagree that Kylo Ren is like Voldemort and just evil. I believe Kylo is a product of his circumstances. While I love Leia and Han, they were not the most active parents as (laughs) all their attentions were focused on the rebellion missions, etc. And yes, those are important. But because of that, he didn't have the connection with them. Of course, I don't believe we've been given the full picture yet. This is just based on the stories we currently have. Take that into account. And the fact that his uncle and master, Luke, just couldn't understand the darkness in Kylo and nearly killed him. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off at my family, too. Mm-hmm. All that led him to seek someone else to fill in the mentor role. He was such an easy target for Snoke to manipulate, much like Vader and Palpatine. So, yeah, Kylo ends up evil, but not out of pure from birth evil. This also points back to the, one of the main issues with the Jedi. In order to truly have balance, you need both light and dark and need to understand both. I'd also like to point out that our son's preschool teacher last year was named Miss Tyranny. What? Keep up the good work. I love the show. Pamro. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Pam. Yeah. 
Miss Tierney spelled the same way. Wow. As uh, Agent Tierney. So this email came after uh, we released episode 15. So it's going to be, let's see. These first emails, we're going to be talking a little bit about part one. No, okay, part one. That's how we'll 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 split it up. Cool. I totally agree with her about Kylo Ren completely. That he's a product of his circumstances? Mm. I mean, he not 100% because no one is 100%, but but Mm. yes, he is no Voldemort. So you think that if uh, Leia and Han were a little more active in his life, that things would have steered him. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have taken longer. So he would still end up where he's at. Yeah, but he's no Voldemort. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I agree with both you guys. I'm the Niku in between. (laughs) I see both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like uh, one of the main issues of the Jedi, in order to truly have balance, you need both light and dark, as she pointed out, to understand both. That was a really good email. And I, I was just sitting here like reading about uh, like how you would live your life, whether you be a part of the Empire or a part of the Rebellion, and how it's all about experiences in your life. Yeah, we discussed that a uh, few, few, few episodes ago Yeah, about um, more inner realm worlds, I think, would lean towards the might of the Empire. As far as outer realm, those guys get shit on. Yeah. And uh, would say joining the Resistance or Rebellion would probably be more of a uh, viable option for them. Especially around, uh, what was that planet that Ahsoka was on in the Ahsoka novel, the little farm world? Do you remember? I don't remember the name the of the The farming planet, world, though. It but was I, just, I remember the book yeah. and the story. They yeah, it's, it's a very good example of what uh, the Empire has done in the majority of Outer Rim worlds they could get access to. Like that's, they basically that's what they would do. came in and raised the, the yeah. ground. I mean, it's just terrible. I want to throw that out to the listeners as well. That would make for some pretty cool comlink chatter. Uh, Take that question and run with it. Uh, Based on your personal circumstances, who you are as a person, and let's put a timeline on this. Let's just say around um, a New Hope era, before the Battle of Yavin. Where would you end up? Where would you be? What would you be an imperial sympathizer? Would you uh, go with the rebellion? What would you be? Would you be a smuggler? Would you be a pirate? What would you do? I think that would make for some really interesting conversation because I like I think we talked about that for a good thirty minutes on that episode that first time that we did. Yeah, we did. So I'm going to move on to the next email. Uh, this is from our buddy Johnny from the My Star Wars Life Debt podcast. Here's Johnny. He says, "Hey Pete and Josh, loved episode 15. It's refreshing to hear differing viewpoints of the franchise without name callings." And death threats, like on Facebook and Twitter. Mm. Oh, trust me, Johnny. Those came after I turned off the recorder. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) No, absolutely. No, no. It's all about, we love Star Wars and we we just figure it out and look at different viewpoints. It's all all good. Um, He says, I agree with Josh about Tam. She has been severely, severely underused in the series. And as such, I'm not a fan of the character. Up until a week or two ago, she just seemed like a spoiled, angry brat who is getting annoyed because Kaz came came along and is playing with her toys, the fireball. I really hope we get some character development for her in the future seasons. Yeah. Although for two seasons of Rebels, we didn't get much development for Sabine. And look how her story turned out in season three and four. Very, very good point. So I do have hope. After watching No Escape Part 1, I wanted to throw something out there. What if Hamato's Yono isn't on Hosnian Prime when it blows up and he is, in fact, a First Order sympathizer who, whoa, 
who left before it went boom. He has no love for the resistance as we saw in the recruit. And I think it would lead to some interesting plot lines moving forward. Only one episode to go. So it's going to be a long wait until season two. Cheers, Johnny. Johnny, you son of a bitch. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. That, was a, that is a brilliant idea. First uh, order sympathizer. Whether he is on the planet or off it or a first order sympathizer, like those are options and two or all or none of them could happen. But wow, I had not thought of those things. Could you imagine just the... Uh... The conflict, the the diversity in storytelling when you've got your main protagonist being uh, super resistance and then you've got his father of all people, because that's never been a dynamic in Star Wars. No. Being a First Order sympathizer and thinking he's dead and then the reuniting and all that stuff. Um, gosh, could you just imagine the fun that the authors are going to have with that? That'd be the writing room would be great. Like there's so many, that's just open potential. I think it's a really cool idea because it's, well, of course it's something that I had never thought of. Like I was sitting there thinking early on in the episode, we know that Hosnian prime is going to get destroyed and we know that Hamato Ziono is a Senator. So my mind automatically went to boom, yeah. he's dead. And that's mm -hmm. going to be a huge dilemma for our protagonist. Right. Um, but yeah, this is, really interesting and i i would not be surprised at this point if that's where they go with that that's pretty damn cool why not and indeed it is going to be a long wait until season two um let's let's dive into the episode a little bit no escape part one mm -hmm. what happened in it Whew, what didn't <laughs> happen in that episode um pigs flew that didn't happen in the episode no but somebody was in a box eating blue Puffer pig bacon. <laughs> I miss puffer pigs also. Uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of Rebels. <laughs> um, nice callback to those things. Yeah. Uh, Filoni's cool. Um, his writing team's cool. Yeah. Those guys, uh, Orca and... And Flicks. Flicks. They're, uh, they're an odd couple. <laughs> and they still have that... Uh, oh, what are those? What gorg. Are, the Gorg. They still have the Gorg. Biting. Bitey. Oh, man. I literally was I holding my breath it. the whole time that whole Bitey shenanigans went down oh when God. I thought Bitey was gone. Yeah. When, when Kaz uh, blew up that ship. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm so oh, glad Bitey. Bitey's okay. We need Bitey plushies in our lives. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Buggles. Oh, Buggles. Oh, my God. Buggles. I, Buggles would be cool. I was looking, watching the episodes again, I was like, oh my god, Buggles looks just like my cat, King Lino. <laughs> <laughs> like with the big blue eyes and the big yeah. puffy white and gray fur. But he's also not a cat. He's also a dog and also a chicken. <laughs> and, a, and, and like a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> He has three toes. Oh, Buggles. On his six legs. <laughs> so this yeah. episode, um, it starts out a little bit with Doza uh, going up to the First Order with a list of all the people that have been imprisoned by the First Order, up, up to Pyre, not up to the First Order, sorry. He just calls them out. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, what do you think that um, the Republic is going to think of this? And Pyre's just like, whatever, you asked for our help, don't you remember? Which is true. We are out of the Republic's reach. Yeah. But thankfully, they're not out of ours. Pyre is so manipulative He's and sleazy. Very. He's very, but he, he's so good at it. Like, I guess that's why he gets to wear the gold armor because he's good at it. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of a, a 
totally uh, not totally off topic, but I'm still trying to think of a ship name for Tierney and Agent Pyre for Jonna Marie because I love ridiculous ship names like she was talking about, and I can't. <sighs> oh, shipping! I'm thinking about it. I don't even ship them, but I'm thinking about it. God, I'm so out of touch with shipping that I was thinking of like an actual vessel name. <laughs> Dude, I'm right there with you. But I then was once I realized, like, welcome to the yeah. fandom. I was like, oh, this is some Raylo stuff. I got you. <laughs> right? You can't do that with Agent Pyre and Tierney. You can't. You, you can't. So you got to do. Gotta... I was thinking something like the funeral, but. Um, what? Yeah. As far as like a vessel. But as far as ship names, I have no freaking clue. Oh, man. Give me some time. I got you. Okay. So Parody. while while um he's talking to Pyre at this point, he uh everything the sh- just kind of hits the fan, and we see that his forty assistant droid forty is awesome. Forty is so cool. L three for yeah. sure. Yeah, straight up goes into battle mode, and yeah. all these little blasters come like out Iron of nowhere. Man. It was really cool. Uh-huh. And um, well, long story short, we see that Pyre is the man with the golden gun. He is. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to even think of a James Bond reference to go with the ship name, but I still can't think of anything. Give me time. Give yeah, me time. stew on it for a while. So, we love Niku, right? I love Niku. How about the fact that Niku just can't read between the lines and see that Kaz is a spy? It's the best part of the whole show. <laughs> it's so great. It's doesn't believe he's from Hosnian Prime. Nope. Or the son of a senator. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's you're gonna... immensely wealthy. <laughs> you need to tell me you grew up exceedingly wealthy. Yeah. yeah oh no, we're just yeah, we can't talk about it right now, Niku. He just can't handle it. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Like he's learned so much from Kaz. Like when Kaz first showed up, Niku just assumed that everything that came out of his mouth was 100% truth, and now he's learned that oh, Kaz isn't like that, and like he's changed so much, right? That. This never would have happened in the beginning of Resistance. And now when he really, we really need him to believe it right away. He's like, oh, you're just being Kaz. Just, just joking. <laughs> His character development uh, has been fantastic. It has. Yeah. Subtle, he's, but great. Um, large steps, though, mm-hmm. in what he's capable of and where they've introduced him. Um, let's talk about some other character development. Who? Time to talk about Tam. Okay, Tam. yeah, let's do Tam. Tam. So Tam is being severely manipulated by Tierney, and she's sitting Tamara. there. Tamara. Yeah, full name. She's uh showing a video of Yeager trying to cover for Kaz. It's just like interrogation video where it's like he's saying, I flew the fireball into that sector, and I tried to re- recruit him yeah. into the resistance. And uh, she she's not buying it yeah, even, at the get-go. Even Tam can tell that he's just saying that to get Kaz out of trouble again. Right. But that's what got them all into trouble is you're covering for Kaz all the time. Yeah, it's see, that's the thing. That's why I'm I'm also still on Tam's side. Yeah. Because she's she's really been treated unfairly by who she we will learn in the next episode, viewed as a father figure. Yes. Um and like she trusted them, worked for him, and along comes this Nick dummy. <laughs> Well, not just Kaz. Yeah, this this dummy that can't is obviously not a mechanic. He's a complete mess. I, I, the only thing I could say about Kaz for like the first ten episodes of Resistance was he is a complete mess. I think Josh summed it up right 
uh, that first time saying he was like a horse in roller skates. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and then Yeager's on his side all the time and pretty much ignoring Tam. And Tam doesn't even get to fly the fireball. That's her ship, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And she gets, he gets to take it out all the time. You got to understand, like, this is some huge, a huge rift between her yeah. and, and Jared Yeager. It's a big deal. It's parent and father and a uh, problem child because she's, she's seeing all this as negative things. But then without communication, things just break down, right? Yeah. And Jarek is like, no, don't fly the fireball because it has a name fireball for a reason. And he's not trusting her safety in that ship. Kaz is nobody to him. He's a resistance spy. He's expendable. At that time. At yes. that time, yeah. Up until, honestly, this probably this episode and this the next part of it, he was mm-hmm. expendable to Yeager. Oh, yeah. Um, He's like, you're living dangerously anyway. Go do it. Here you go. Take it. Whatever. If something happens to you, it happens to you. My conscience is clear because then the problem is gone and we could just go back to living our life. Tam was important to him. He was trying to protect her. I'd say that he was certainly jaded at that point. Yes. Jaded enough to allow something like that to happen. Yeah. And that has certainly changed. Um, you referred to Tam as a problem child, though, when you first or started did you mean this. Kaz? No, I meant Tam. So what I get from Tam is that she's just trying to make a better life and she's entrusted her employer, Yeager, yeah. to help her get the funds back to get get her up in the air again. Yes. Literally and get the is, fireball up in the air. Yeah, this is what Tierney is preying on because Yeager has failed in making that true by doing this favor for... Um, the resistance. Yes. Yeah. And without telling her why. But it looks very unfair. It does. But as a father figure, and I'm yeah. sure he sees himself that way, too, because yeah. he was crushed um, at the end for mm-hmm. some reasons that he did not tell her about the resistance or Kaz or anything that was truthful to protect her. Yep, to protect her and keep her safe. But because, all we saw was right him keeping things from her and neglecting her. And like every episode, we would I would shout at the screen, why didn't you tell Tam? Why'd you leave Tam behind? Come on. So it seems like a case of good intentions gone yeah. awry. Exactly. So that doesn't necessarily mean that he made the right choice, though. No. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. I still don't fault Tam. How can, how can you be faulted for literally being left out of the loop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but she pouts off like a little bratty child instead of saying being up front about it. She yeah. can be up front with anybody else except for Yeager. She just storms off all pissy. Yeah. She she does That's yell at him about it. Yeah. And he doesn't answer. He or he just says, you don't need to know about it or you're too young. Yeah. See, you wouldn't I keep, understand. I keep, I keep pulling it back just because I was really focused on her reactions and, and just all that stuff. I, I really feel like everyone's to blame here. Yeah. There's no right or wrong yeah. on this one. Everybody kind of sucks. And applaud or applause to the, the writing crew, because look, you've just made a series that a bunch of grown adults across the world yeah. <laughs> are yeah. sitting here arguing about, <laughs> not arguing, but like, uh, in depth conversation. Yeah. It's awesome. And I, yeah, absolutely love it. So getting into the story, um, Taurus sends Buggles to go find Kaz. Which was spectacular. Like, who the hell knew that Buggles was that smart? I had no idea. Not me. How, <laughs> how about that scene when she, uh, when Buggles actually finds him? What did that harken back to? Lassie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to follow you? 
what? We need to go. Oh my God. Timmy's it was in the whale. If he yeah. said Timmy's in the whale, if he'd said somebody's like in a whale, I'd lost it. It I'd would probably be, be crying today. <laughs> but certainly full laughs. Buggles is so great. So uh, Kaz and Niku end up taking over this control room with the help of the uh, the Cheladay. God, the, the that was awesome. Folk. It was funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah and then he leaves niku there yeah well so. you know kaz and, and cb end up they, they have to get back to the tower oh yeah, yeah they gotta go rescue tam and so they, they give each other um code names blowfish one and blowfish, blowfish two <laughs> yeah no no one actually gave anyone else a code name niku just came up with it while yeah. he was waiting for taz to call in like he's he's there with a com link in his hand waiting like okay to call him when he calls in he's the ultimate What's, what are our code names hmm. yeah. okay i got it hi blowfish too and it, kaz is like we never talked about this why <laughs> so the reason that he's calling him blowfish the colossus is actually underwater at this point and so him and C- kaz and cb3 23 have to um swim up again now eden you were pointing out something that you uh saw in buckets list about the sound that was coming out of cb23 what was that CB23's little motor sound. Yep. It's the exact same as the bongos from the Phantom Menace. They use yes. the same sound. That is a really cool little feature. Yeah. <sighs> Buckets list is so cool. It is. It really is. So, actually, speaking of Buckets list, there was another thing that I learned about the design of this control room that they're all in right now. Um, it was actually designed to feel like the lower levels of Cloud City. And specifically the carbonite chamber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really does. With the red under yeah. the lighting and everything. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So um, Kaz and CB run into some scuba troopers, which are pretty cool designs. Yeah, it's like the first that. time we ever see scuba troopers. Yeah, there's not been any water um, combat of any kind. There weren't clones like that? Yes, there were clones like that. But I mean, as far as like First Order stuff, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, I see. First Order is still a mystery, really. Mm-hmm. Even with all this shit, it's still like they're just there. Right. So Niku is asked to pressurize the corridor that uh, Kaz and CB escape into to kind of more or less just flush out the first order. Yeah. You Um, you pressurize it. The stormtroopers will be flushed out with the water and then Kaz knows it's coming so he can hold on. AKA CB 23 can save him again. And then the stormtroopers will be gone, but they left Niku with the kids (laughs) in the control room. It blowfish too is just anything. hitting buttons. Yes. There's no there's, there's no day in there. Like there's no one there to tell him what does what. It's just it's like Lando in the um oh, in, in, in the um, video game Battle in Battlefront oh, 2. Yes, when he's in the, like, the he's factory. He's like, "Hmm, that button didn't work. Let's try this one or this one." And like this factory's Forget it. I'm just going to shoot just, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to shoot it. Like, "Really? You're about to die. You're just going to shoot it." Okay. <laughs> So long story short, he ends up pushing the right button after about eight or nine tries. Yeah. And um, yeah, it works. Gone are, flushed out are the first order scuba troopers. Some Yoda-ish wording. (laughs) 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 Don't know why that happened. But um, yeah, he he ends up saying, Blowfish, you're amazing. And Niku's like... (laughs) Do you mean Blowfish 1 one or Blowfish Blowfish 2? Because that would mean that you think that I am amazing. And first of all, thank you. (laughs) Let me just quote everything Niku says through the whole episode. (laughs) If you mean Blowfish 1, you were saying that you are amazing, which is also true. But (laughs) I believe that we are all amazing. And then he looks up and what does he see in that control room? A hyperdrive. Ooh. He finds a hyperdrive. This, this that's hyper- a hyperdrive. He's so literal. 
<laughs> oh, that's a hopper drop. Um, yeah, with the, the the girl. What is her name? Tora? Kel and uh, oh, Ayla. Gosh. Kel and Ayla. Ayla tugs on him and is like, hey, you can shut up now and look up here. Like, Check look up. Because that's important. Yeah. Hyperdrive. We have another little bit of a confrontation between Yeager and Tam whenever uh, he's about to be thrown into a cell with Doza. And it's just more of the same of what we already talked about before. Yeah. Um, everybody's wrong. But yeah, they throw him into uh, the cell. And uh, Tora comes up with a plan to sneak into the tower through the incinerator ducts, which sounds pretty scary. Yeah. But they, <laughs> Last they, place I'd based on be. all the luck that we've had throughout the show so far. But they know what they're doing this time. Oh, of course they do. But then uh, I, uh, they are so much better at sneaking than they have been in the past. Like speaking of character development, yeah, they're getting to be much, much better fighters <laughs> and sneakers. Yeah, they've been playing some tactical espionage, hollow <laughs> games for sure. Something is going on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this little first order ball droid shows up, and I've seen his name somewhere on Twitter, but I, I can't remember it. Everybody calls it's, him BB Hate. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not BB ninety. No, which, no. Uh, eight, which we call BB Hate. But anyways, um, yeah, he and CB23 have an epic droid battle. A little well, altercation. What, what was that TV show where the uh, the robots were, it was on Comedy Central, I think, where the robots would actually like fight each other and would explode and stuff. And then like little like saw blades would come out of the floor. Oh, oh You know what I'm talking called? about? Yeah, 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 yeah. When we were growing up. That's what we heard in, in behind, around the corner. But and then CB comes <laughs> out like, do, 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 nothing happened. She ends up cracking his viewport and tricks the damn ball droid into rolling into an empty elevator shaft. Oh, it's so awesome. Which at first, like I'm sitting there like, oh no, because a droid just died. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> screw that droid. He's a jerk. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> the damn alarm. Yeah. <laughs> so we get um, another scene back to Tierney offering Tam to join the First Order. And she straight up gets in her head by saying, we can make your dreams to get up in the air a reality. Yeah. And that is that is the hook, I think, that got her. Because she's sitting there thinking, as a rational person would, I did all these things with Yeager so that I could get back up in the sky, up in my ship, and the First Order is going to actually make good on the offer that's not been fulfilled so far. Mm-hmm. And, man, at that point, I was, I was audibly... Just telling the show no. Like, just stop it. Like, damn. Don't yeah. go this way. Yeah. Oh, it's so compelling, but it's, mm, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Tora and Kaz end up sneaking into the tower, and they stumble upon a transmission about Starkiller Base, which they've never heard of at this point, have they? No. No. No, they they say that that doesn't sound good. Right. They say no. that it's, it's uh, finally operational. And then we hear General Hux's speech from the first or the Force Awakens. It was amazing. That was so and, awesome. And every time I hear even a clip of it, like watching the buckets list videos or seeing clips on Twitter or anything, it still gets me. Like yeah. it gets me emotional every single time I hear that speech. Ugh. And that speech is it's incredible. I'm so glad they put it in resistance. Yeah. Direct tie-in from a movie to an animation. So we end up seeing the um, Starkiller base shoot mm-hmm. its lasers into Animated. the entire Republic. Mm-hmm. And Kaz is just really hurt once yeah, he realizes that's Hosnian Prime. Mm-hmm. And then 
dun, 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 dun. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, what a cliffhanger. Yeah. And oh, the internet was a buzz, and I wanted to record about it and talk to people so much about it, but here we are now. And oh, man. Oh, this show. It's so One good. One thing I want to point out before we move on to part two is Tora and Kaz saw that transmission. Yeah. Nobody else saw that. Tam- nope. Right. Tam did not see it. That's what I'm getting at. That's the whole at. point. Yeah. Do you think that if she saw that, things oh, yeah. would be a little, it would be a little bit more difficult for Tierney to start steering her um, towards the First Order? Yep. Uh, almost. The way Tam is, I would almost believe that she would still go more, more reluctantly. But I just don't think she has the mental capacity to have believed it at that point, you know? Like she is just, she is very um, questioning to what she sees, even that's what yeah. what's right in front of her. Like when the first order is actually, I mean, people are disappearing with threats. Yes, and she's still still questioning, skeptical. Yeah, yeah. all because her grandfather was in the empire yeah. and he wasn't bad, was it? Doesn't yeah. make him evil, does it? it? That is certainly a character flaw for sure. Um, which they got to have something. Hers is just gullibility. Well, before we uh, hop into part two of No Escape, we're going to take a quick little 60-second break, and we will be right back. Hey guys, we just wanted to take a quick minute to let you all know about how you can help support Jam Transmissions. Right now, we have a Patreon account where you can support the show for as little as only 25 cents a week. So for just $1 a month, you're helping us out with hosting the audio files and keeping it free for everyone, forever. Among other services, that will enrich our content going forward. And we've also got some exclusive bonus content for the $3 tier with the original music by Pete in patron-only episodes, starting with... Clone Wars Chronicles, a weekly show where we rewatch and discuss every episode of Clone Wars in chronological order. And I'm personally really excited about the Listener Book Club. For us, it's all about keeping it interactive with you guys and providing a unique Patreon experience. Like in other tiers where people can get their hands on Josh's killer Star Wars artwork, sometimes even original one-of-a-kind pieces, which is amazing to me. We love doing the whole Jam Transmissions project, and we put a lot of cash into it since we started, and that's not going to change anytime soon. But as patrons of other creators ourselves, we are excited to share the opportunity to let you be a part of creating the whole experience. So check out patreon.com forward slash jammed transmissions and consider becoming a patron. An endless thanks to all of you who are already supporting us in this way. We can't thank you enough. We've got lots more coming, but for now, let's get back to the show. All right, so we got another email from our buddy Johnny, and we are going to... Headlong into uh, part two of No Escape. Who wants to read that one? I do. Here's Johnny. Says, hey, Pete and Josh, hope you're both doing well. So, resistance. Damn. <laughs> that final episode was the gonk. He's he's learning which words you guys gonk out and which ones you don't. I know, because Johnny's so cool. Uh-huh. So much great stuff that I'm surprised it was only 22 minutes long. Firstly, the recap of Kaz witnessing Hosnian Prime just doesn't make it any easier to watch, but he really brings it back and uses it to lead the team. I love how they kept his goofy nature when he tells the stormtrooper to not move. Okay, move, but only a little bit to give them your weapon. Cracked me up. Yeah, me too, dude. 
he continues to say, I'm not surprised Tam went with the first order, even though I disagree with her choice. She feels that she had good reasons to do so. And I can't wait to see how it's played out in season two with Von Reg gone. There's room for a new ace tie pilot. Ooh. Yeah. We finally get yeah. a great dogfight between the aces in the first order, and it was tense. I really thought Yeager was going to get blown up, but Kaz's piloting skills saved the day. And yeah, that scene made me want a gonk load more Legos. <laughs> yep. He finishes with, all in all, the episode really topped off a fantastic season, and it's leaving me with a few questions and theories. I still think Kaz's dad will be alive and, and a first order sympathizer. Tam will become the new Von Rag. With their destination unknown, could this be leading us to a Thrawn slash Ezra slash Speen slash Ahsoka meeting? Mm. I'm sure we'll find out in October and maybe some hints at celebration. Cheers, Johnny. Oh, yeah. He is on like the uh, theory wagon big time right now. He, The one thing I am 100% driving. sure of, he's driving the theory wagon, <laughs> is that we will get hints and probably more at celebration. That's something. Totally well, will. There's going to be a panel. There's gonna, I'm going to sleep or not sleep overnight. Just to get into it. There's going to, yeah, we're going to find out things. Actually, if it's anything like the Rebels panel from 2017, that won't be necessary. Sleeping yeah. overnight. What? What happened? Let's not talk about Celebration right now. Okay. Because I'll get completely distracted and we won't be able to talk about so, anything else. <laughs> Von Rigg. Von yeah, Rigg. Von Rigg's gone. Tam will be the new Von Rigg? What? What? They're going to make her an ace pilot in the first order? That's not okay. So it's really. But it's what she wanted. It's really interesting. It's the struggle. It certainly yeah. seems that's where they're taking it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today, actually. And let me tell you why it's not okay for, for Tam to be going with a first order. As far as storytelling or where you're at? Storytelling. Okay. And where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. Okay, okay look. She's going to realize she made a mistake. Once she realizes that Starkiller Base did what it did. Yeah. She's going to want to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Whether it's immediately or soon after. Yep. She's around people that do what we have seen called brain scrapes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They reprogram people and turn Ooh. them into, like, robots. Yep. And she doesn't know. Goodness gracious me. So, <laughs> Tyranny, uh, it's not stupid. Von, uh, Von Rick, um, Pyre is called Pyre from Tyranny. Did you catch that? There was no Commander Pyre. It's just Pyre. Ooh, I didn't catch that. So, so uh, like, what's the relationship between agent to commander? I'm thinking um, very much influenced by the Empire as far as, like, the ISB. Mm -hmm. How they were mm -hmm. on their own. Even though Yularen... Um, was just a colonel at that point. He was still addressing admirals by name basis only without rank. Because um, he was an ISB agent and they're yeah. like outside of Exactly. I think the they're formal on their organization. Own, their own tier. Ooh, well, we're probably going to find out more about them in season two. And I, I don't know. I really agree with what Peter was saying that Tam, when she finds out once the first, what, what the first order is really like and that, they do the kind of things they do. She's going to want out. And I, I don't think she's necessarily going to want to go back to, to Kaz and Yeager, which is the sad part, uh, but she's going to want out somehow. So I'm about 50, 50 on two possibilities as of today. 
she's going to come back as this. If she comes back as the ace pilot for the first order. Yeah. One, it's going to be of her own volition via manipulation, no brain scrape or two completely different person post brain scrape. Oh my. And how terrible would that be? <gasps> okay. So you kind of hit where I'm at. I was going to say the same thing. Like, really? Yeah. Tyranny is not going to be dumb enough to just let Tam go off on her own. She's going to be watching her like a freaking hawk. And I don't see Tam conforming. Right. So it's how Tam. do you conform? She'll just hit him in the head with a wrench. So what do you do with people like that in the first order? Yeah, she's a very, very skilled pilot. And so you put her in the chair and you... Scrape the hell out of her. Yeah. You, you so, brainwash her. That's terrifying. Poor Tam. Sort of. So I'm not ready. So that was a really good email, Johnny. We really appreciate that. I have yeah, a little think surprise about for you guys. What? what it make you think about? Tam getting brainwashed. I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> let's, do, let's talk about something else. Well, I got a little happy surprise for you. A happy little tree to paint on this canvas. I happened to don't look up fun of me. as we were recording, <laughs> and I saw that we got a voicemail from our buddy Anthony. How do, rural farm boy? How do, Miss Eden, <laughs> Peter and Josh, my jam transmission crew. He's so polite with you rural first. Farm boy. Uh-huh. And give you my thoughts on Star Wars Resistance, No Escape, Part 2. Whoa, this, to me, wow, it really, I'm kind of going to take it for a minute and liken it to, I ain't sure if any Ins 3, or maybe all Ins 3 have, seen, was it last year? And this this will relate up in a minute. Um the show folks has on Netflix and I got it, got a hold of it by some other means. The newest <laughs> incarnation of, uh, lost in space. Oh, no, I haven't. Nope. And if you, uh, not familiar with, um, go and take and look that up. I thought I grew up on the original yeah. and what, didn't how, like the original, um, no escape part two. Well, the whole season ended. Kind of put me in mind of how the first season of Lost in Space ended. Hmm. Really good. And yeah, it can go any old where now. And we'll see what that is later on this fall. And I absolutely, I was going around in that Twitterverse. A lot of folks were. And getting with them creators and letting them know what all they done. Because, like I said, many other places, damn. Mm-hmm. Tell me Lucasfilm don't know how to tell a story because look what they just did. And certainly in ways nobody would have ever guessed or expected. So that now so comes the long wait for season two, but there's going to be a bunch more in between. Mm-hmm. And I hope maybe that there's going to be more other new different animated shows. Because if you noticed out of all the different Star Wars animation, they are each their own completely different thing. The look, the sound, the way it's made. There's so many different kinds of animation now from from Forces of Destiny. Clone Wars was its own look, and and Rebels was different from that. And I think I mentioned it talking to Johnny Orm. There was a, a short YouTube show of maybe less than a minute long 
called Star Wars Blips. That was its own kind of different animation. Oh, yeah, I liked that. But it was before The Last Jedi. So we'll see what all they're going to give and tell us about coming up here in a couple couple weeks yet. Celebration, even though I ain't going. I'm, live, I'm, I'm living on that live stream. Took all of it off as vacation days to do it. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so till your next show, my friends, may the force be with you. See you on the radio. May the force be with you, Anthony, and thank you for that. Yeah. And uh, listeners, if you have not known, he was talking about our other emailer today, uh, Johnny Orm from My Star Wars Life Debt. And just yesterday, the day before we recorded this episode, My Star Wars Life Debt released a full two-hour episode with both of these guys, our buddy Anthony Rule Farmboy and Johnny Orm. And I just... I'm about 30 minutes away from finishing it up today. Absolutely hilarious. It was a really, (laughs) really good conversation. It was fun. Made me think about a lot of things. And also, um, it it really just ties into what we were talking about earlier, where Johnny was saying, these guys know how to make a really good story. They do. And just to have all of us just sitting here debating about Tam's decision making and whether or not he was right, she was right, he said, she said. And we still don't even know, and we're just going to be wondering about it until, what, October? <laughs> I oh, will yeah. probably be wondering about it until the end of Resistance. Have they yeah. ever said how many seasons it's going to be? No. No. Mm, I'm curious. I wonder if it's going to depend on the reception of Episode 9. What would that have to do with it? Because but- it kind of works in with Force Awakens and stuff, and just, I don't know. It seems like huh. that would be... If people are receiving the movies well, they would receive the timeline and canon well. You know how corporations work. It's all about. Oh, yeah. Those people sitting at the table thinking about it. Maybe. Well, didn't Disney just recently acquire Fox or is getting ready to? I believe they actually have it. So here's here's my point. Fantastic. They're buying they're buying everything. So they're hold up. They're (laughs) they're buying everything. They're becoming the monopoly. So it doesn't matter if people like episode nine or or not. There's nothing left. (laughs) So I wouldn't worry about it. Right. There's going to be as many (laughs) seasons of resistance as as, possible as Dave Filoni wants to make. That's right. Because you know what? They didn't give him as many seasons of Clone Wars as they wanted. (laughs) What happened? We got another one. Got what he wanted because he's a genius. So there. And but seriously, I don't think I he he said that like. Real Farm Boy said something about, like, we don't know what kinds of animation they're going to make. And they've made so many different things. And my first thought was, oh, I can't handle another animation right now. Like, this isn't enough. <laughs> like, my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> just just the one, okay? I can't. <laughs> isn't that kind of cool, um, how animation has such a depth to it? I know this is on Disney XD, whatever. Don't judge. But as far as even... Uh, anime on its own, there are so many things that you can do in an animation that you cannot do in live action. Oh, it's yeah. It's just impossible. So many. But you have to not go too far to where it's not realistic that these characters are, are real. Exactly. It's, it's such an art. And, but and Star Wars to... has, has, they own that art. It's so good. So let's dive into the episode a little bit. Niku gets to fly the ship. The Colossus is a ship. They let Niku fly it. Why would they do that? Why would they let Niku fly that ship? He has trouble keeping things in the air once he gets them up there. So Everyone we, knows this. Sorry. Yeah. So we ended up seeing 
that uh, that was the case. Long story short, he didn't put the damn coordinates in right. And they have, <laughs> of course not. The, the cliffhanger of, of the season one finale is the Colossus, which we now know is a ship. It's enormous. Um, it's, is, an ups, it's an upright Star yeah, Destroyer. It's it. To finish my sentence, it's it's we. There's no idea where it's going. No, no idea. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, man, I just had one of those moments where I lost <laughs> the person's name. Not Fizengore. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of him. Uh, the bad guy in Solo. Yeah. I just talked about the movie on the way yeah. here. What's his name? I don't know. Dryden Voss. Dryden Voss. See? Fizengore, Dryden Voss. They're close. They're the same amount of syllables. <laughs> Good Star Wars names. Your point? Um, it looks like, the Colossus looks like his ship. That's the first thing I thought of. It does. Of. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. way the it's, upright, it's upright. When Kira flies away at the end of the movie, and it's upright like that, and the way the, 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 way the boosters work, it's they're very similar, except the Colossus, I think, is... Colossal. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's, it's so big. I so like cool. that you said that it looked like a Star Destroyer, because it is. they're both wedge-shaped, yeah. and it has to be upright, kind of like a B-wing, to, uh, to differentiate, yeah. for sure. Because um, that's what I thought. I was like, oh my god, it's a modified Star Destroyer, but no, it's <laughs> not. It's, it's it, just really cool. If it were horizontal like a Star Destroyer, then there would be so much more area... Uh, on the surface of the water, and then you'd have to keep that afloat, which unless would be it, more difficult. Unless so, it modulates. Hmm. So with it, I don't know. With it vertical, it's just it's like an iceberg. It's more mysterious. But what if it does modulate? Because a flat. What do you, what do you mean modulate? Um. What are we talking about? Okay, so go horizontal we, we from have, vertical. We have the Colossus. He's oh, holding up a cherry. Oh, oh, like it's a, a cherry Dr Pepper. Whatever. This is not a Coke house, buddy. This is my uh, house. It is what it is. Sometimes it is. So, oh yeah, Coke house. <laughs> so what if it? I will of, lose my mind. Like I will fall off yeah. the couch if so, I see that. It's so got to do something though. It because won't. All this shit flying through space is a lot bigger than that. So it's not going to. Yeah. The, the boosters aren't in the right place. The bo- well, it's not even about that. It's about the office of Doza Doza's tower where they're all standing. That's what she said. If you if you like turn it sideways. You mess with the whole. Yeah, then the bridge is like on the side. Unless, unless the artificial gravity can. I mean, I guess in space it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. What if everything inside the Colossus is on a gyro and it just rotates? I'll just lose my. We're not talking about Babylon Five or Deep Space Nine here. We're not. We're not. (laughs) Okay. What I want to know is, what if we never see Buggles again? Like, where is Buggles? She sent him back in the last episode. It's she he, she sent him back, but he looked so sad. I know. It was like one of those things I was like, wait, what does Buggles know about the future? Can this, yeah. can this, is he this force dog? Connected? Why didn't he want to go? I'm interrupting you, but I just. It's I'm, okay. I'm, I'm used worry, to it. really worried about Buggles. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Uh, Buggles is Lassie. Lassie went home. So I wanted to uh, talk about when Kaz told Yeager that, uh, Hosnian Prime got destroyed. Yeah. There was um, an absolute sorrow, sorrowful look on his face because he probably saw Alderaan get destroyed or maybe not saw it, but knows about it. Exactly. Knows that the Death Star enough. is capable of these sort of things like laying waste to Jeddah and things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, he was in the rebellion, as we all know. And the Battle of I'm sure there's footage or something on the Hollow Net yeah. that he's picked up. You don't just join the rebellion I, I'm saying that once you realize that that's what's going on, that's really getting you in the rebellion. Right, yeah. 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 My, so my takeaway from Kaz telling Yeager that was, I've never seen Yeager look that empathetic towards Tam, ever. That jerk. 
Why didn't he show her how he felt? You know, that he cared. I mean, it was very clear in that moment that he really felt for Kaz. And I've just never seen him like that with Tam, even though we know he feels that way. You got to show it, man. With Kaz, I think all the cards are on the table. So he was like, at So I think he's never had to be guarded around Kaz. Yeah, it's, Tam, it's like that. It's like that dad thing again. Yeah, and like he doesn't give a shit about Cass. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. You know, he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have that years long relationship. That he doesn't he's have that s- filter or that like everything he says and does. He considers if it's going to be good for her or not. That protective and, nature. Yeah, Yeager is the father figure, but that does not mean that he is wise and yeah. makes good decisions. So yeah. yeah, I was very frustrated by that. You know what? How many fathers in Star Wars are wise? Whew. Show me one. Let's think about this. Show me one. Thompson uh, Dill is a d- Anakin. Psh, need we say more? Uh, I got two words for you. Han Solo. Han Solo was terrible. Uh, Chewbacca left his entire family to go gallivanting with said Han, Han Solo. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I keep thinking of all these people that would be good fathers, but they don't have kids. I'm gonking that out. <laughs> <laughs> I completely missed it. Whatever it it's was, okay. It, it Every, was, everyone else will miss it too because it it's getting just, gonked. It was just the amount of disapproval in Pete's face. <laughs> uh, all, all I can think about is is Goku and Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. The father Goku was the worst <laughs> father. Piccolo raised him. Like, but there weren't even any Piccolos in Star Wars. Like, Take care of my kid. I'm proud of you, son. There's no one. There's no one like that. Poor kiddos. Anyway. Yeah. I can't think of one. I'll, no. I'll think on it, though. Hashtag no piccolos. So Niku um, <laughs> utilizes this idea to flush out the First Order for good. Yeah. Uh, fills up the corridors with Literally. water and flushes them out. Like turds. And um, turns He's very excited about it. Yeah, he turns <laughs> the stormtroopers into Charvo food. Those sharks are known as Charvos. Yeah. And it was, I think, I mean, aside from the first episode... When you see like that, that one guy get dropped off the edge of the Colossus, Uh it might be some of the first death that we've seen outside of maybe like ships exploding or the occasional blaster fire. Very occasional. They use a lot of, go ahead. Honestly, I think the last thing we saw die was a monkey lizard. And we didn't even see that is my point. No, innuendo is heavy in this resistance. But Uh, but then we see the Charvos going like literally biting. Chomped it. Yeah. Um, So many stormtroopers died in this episode. Yeah. Like, I want to watch it again and count because it's probably more than in all the rest of Resistance that we've seen. So when this happens, at the same time, so much has been happening here that uh, Niku receives a transmission from Z. Out of the blue. It's Z. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, you've got Pyre calling in reinforcements, which we see is a freaking Star Destroyer. Yeah. It starts mm-hmm. firing on the ship. I mean, hell, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it On the vertical big. Star Destroyer. Yeah. And I kept thinking, like, why Why is it okay? Why is the Colossus okay? But the Colossus has shields, right? Because they, they were trying to fix the shields in one of the earlier episodes. So Yeah, good point. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, why is the Colossus not on fire right now? Oh, shields. Of course. So Tyranny is Which still insistent at taking Tam off world. Ugh. Yes. And uh, she gets one last conversation with Kaz and Yeager. And straight up says, everything you told me was a lie. Whee! And says, like, you were the father to me. Wah. And that's, you know, that hurts. Wah. And, uh, of course, he believes in her, you know, is what he says, and that yeah. she can have a better life. But Tierney has her 
claws in just way too deep. Yep. When that conversation looks like it's not going well, Kaz calls on Niku to activate that main drive. Kaz at hell with it. Yeah. Go. That's, that's when it starts to rise out <laughs> really slow. And before they can, um, you know, go into hyperspace, they have to break the planet's gravity. So physics is back in place in Star Wars. So, sometimes it is. Sometimes there are no physics, but we should have a segment someday aren't. about uh, physics that annoy people in Star Wars. Let's do it. Because my brother, my brother, when I had him over to watch <laughs> Last Jedi at Christmas, that was all he talked about was yeah, like the really damn bombs was. dropping, the bombs dropping, and I'm like, stop it! Just enjoy the <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right there with both of you because yeah. I'm like, the movie was great. I loved the Last Jedi. I loved it. I really did. I really love the movie. I do Maybe have, Leia's I do have, using the force to move them and no one knows. No, I have I have theories as to why it works and I, w- I want to cover that another time. Okay. For yep. sure. So yeah, there's a little firefight between a Kaz, little and firefight. Tor- Kaz and Tora and the stormtroopers oh, and yeah. Pyre and Tierney and everybody. Yeah, not the dog fight. And uh, okay. CB23 ends up saving Kaz and Tora by using those okay. wires to latch uh, on the chop uh, on the troopers. Again. Seriously, how heavy is a damn ball droid? It's pretty cool. This- and also shooting out the oil, which harkens back to the prequels a little yep. bit. Yeah. R2, big time. Yeah. So moving on, um Carable Net twenty three. Uh, all all the aces get um released out of imprisonment. Doza uh, releases them. And Von Reg shows up again in the red tie. And he ends up landing a hit on Griff's racer. Mm-hmm. Kaz pulls his attention while Yeager saves Freya from the two ties tailing her. A lot is happening really fast. But at the end, uh, Von Reg has Yeager in his sights. And Kaz comes up with a quick thought. You know, Dude, that piloting. Plan. Yeah. That piloting was awesome. He hell of a pilot. Ducks. But yes. One hell awesome. of a pilot. Yeah. So, so he, he's dead. He smokes him. Oh, I was going to say Kaz ducks into the Colossus and flies yeah. through like every apparatus inside the top tier of that Colossus. Von Reg is just Smokes dust. the hell out of the uh, First Order Ace. That was it, awesome. It's pretty funny because he was kind of touted to be the big bad in the show, wasn't he? he? Yes, he was. He was like the guy to beat. And, and along comes Goldie. Fireball. Yeah, and then Pyre kind of takes over as the lead bad guy. And then Kaz just... He's going to smoke all of them. It's going to be great. Right. So. Kaz. Kaz. <laughs> I mean, Blowfish won. <laughs> buddy one to Th- Buddy two. This is when Niku wasn't able to finish putting in the coordinates before making that jump. So. <laughs> oh, by the way. What a cliffhanger, guys. They could literally end up anywhere. And- remotely close to light years away. I love that statement. Like, we could end up within orbit. Of Dakar, or we could end up unfathomable light years away. Either or. Either way, it's very exciting. It's but an yes, adventure. It <laughs> is very exciting, Niku, and I love hearing him excited, and I love seeing his excited face, and I, I can't wait to find out where they are. So, so we have pirates. We have pirates on board. Yeah. Not worried so about So that's going to be shenanigans, yeah. of course. Because <laughs> there's a code that they live by, and then mm-hmm. you've got the residents living by something totally different. Doza's going to be pissed. I can't wait to see what Doza, like his reaction when he sees the pirates on, on the Colossus. He's, he's going to be so mad. So I want to point another little thing out okay. here. Uh, so you've got them going possibly unfathomable distances from Dakar. Yeah. Right? In which direction are they headed? Who knows? But that, the point is, this would be a really good reason for storytelling why they didn't answer Leia's call in, in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Because yeah. they were about not that. close. That's a good point. Because 
they don't know where they are. As or, Johnny said, yeah. it could it could tie into the whole Ezra thing. It um, could. I really I don't, doubt it. Yeah, I, doubt I do it. too. I don't see Dave Filoni linking no. two animations like that together. But, no. but what if we get like yeah. a really? I mean, he did it with Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Chom Syndulla as characters, but not. But Ezra's just a character. Ezra's more than he's. That he's is just so a true, though. Like. Just we got Ahsoka from Clone Wars. He's a little. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I saw somebody say that on Twitter today. It's we're going to me. a. We're going to a. Let's find the blueberry meetup at Celebration. Thanks. That's where Th- I saw thanks, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was um, that was John and Marie. So <laughs> he's just a you little guys blueberry. Are just, <laughs> you guys are just I'm tearing me back and forth because I uh. my first thought was there's no way that anything Rebels is going to show up in Resistance because like. They're just. Why would they mesh those two animation styles together? It just doesn't. But then they've seem done like it a good before fit. with Anakin. But, oh, but they've done it before with Anakin, with Ahsoka especially. And then there's uh, with, that whole world um, that Zabarellios came from now. Yeah. So like all this kind of stuff, and they've got their own versions. Yeah. Of- so what if? What if? Ezra shows up. It's in not until this conversation that I've actually considered the possibility of seeing Ezra as a much older man. In resistance, but oh. I would be very surprised. Oh, it would be so amazing. I would be very surprised. I would also be extremely, extremely surprised. Uh, Although less surprised than I was before we had this conversation. Yeah, I don't see it happening, <laughs> but it would be cool. One thing I do kind of see happening is, well, I did before No Escape Part 1 and 2, um, but it could still happen depending on season two, because season two of Resistance starts before episode nine comes out. What if we get another like Rogue One call out for a Resistance character uh, in in episode nine, like we had for Hera, Captain, for for Syndulla in Rogue One. General Syndulla. It would be lovely. I doubt it, but it would be so good. It depends on how far they go ahead in episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. Three years, eh? Or a year? Is we don't year. know. Well, I mean, honestly, yeah, we don't really what, know. what the hell do we even know? There have been rumors, but what do we honestly know? I think that Resistance is very likely to pick up, you know, right about right where it left off. Um, or oh. if it, if it's some time pa- yeah, yeah, if some time passes, you know, nothing will have changed. <laughs> That's the thing is, even if it could be, it could be three months, six months later, but they're still wandering around in the outer rim and have no idea where they are. Um, You're trolling her guest. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I'm actually not. Are I'm, you? Oh, because I, I have were. no idea if I you swear are. I'm not That's trolling how I her. picked it up. Sorry. I'm oh, just no. still talking. I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. Huh. Uh, I'm over here in my own little world. <laughs> I thought it was funny. So uh, You guys make all these jokes and I don't notice. I swear I wasn't <laughs> making me. a joke. I, I truly believe that it's literally going to have to pick up yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but it could, it could, you know, give them three months of aimless wandering, but then that literally just has time pass for no reason because they wanted time to pass. So before we head towards closing out on this episode, two other things come to mind, and I want you guys to think about any closing thoughts that you have as well. Garma, the old Arcona lady, is it yeah. called Arcona? Ugh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I... Creep. Did not realize that was a woman. That it was a woman. <laughs> I didn't either. Same. I thought, I thought like, it was a creepy old man. I thought it was Herbert the Pervert. You can stay with me. Yeah. Oh, thanks, no, Star Wars YouTube channel. But yeah, that was cut from list. the episode. Um, Thank God. 
One thing that I also noticed at the, the end shot where all the droids were coming up, I guess you could call them astromech droids, even though not all of them were astromech droids, but they worked with the racers in, in their mm-hmm. All the ace yeah. pilots fighters. droids. One of them looked like a T3 droid from Knights of the Old Republic. T3M4 was did, it, an analyst, like this kind of weird. Yeah. That's got to be ancient. <laughs> Older than Bucket. Like thousands of years. Or maybe it's it's got to be something different, though, because how could technology last something that long? Something put together. What if it does, so, Something repurposed. Well, what if it does? It, well, I mean, wow. Bucket looks like he's been blown up all to hell. So what, the way you said know that. He's, he's an astromech. Yeah, we know that he is. Yeah. But T T three series are analyst droids that are like good for slicing. Yeah. What if? Let me push my glasses up after saying <laughs> that sentence. Whole. Actually, the way actually. you said that made me think of uh, hype phase on, which we have not mentioned at all so far. <laughs> How could we forget about hype phase on? I'm here. You need it back up. Here I am. <laughs> that was really. Funny. He's so great. He got a big old smacker from Aunt Z. And he got crushed yeah. every time. Like his poor back. His between, poor Rodian back. Between Donald Faison and Christopher Sean, their voice acting. Like they are fantastic voice actors. Like Donald they can Faison's scream awesome. on cue in any pitch or style at any point in time. It's so good. They definitely hit those high notes yeah. really well. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. I want to meet Christopher Sean and Donald Faison so bad. Yeah. I want to meet Niku's voice actor, Josh Brenner, yeah. but he's not going to be there. <laughs> what? Really? Everybody else is going to be there. No, he's not at Celebration. Everybody else is going to be there. I know. And I just wanted to meet Niku. Like, literally the only the person that I was like, I will p- stand in line and pay to get a photo and an autograph with this person. So I, if you're listening, I don't even, like, out. I love Maul and I love all of these other characters. Listening. But I don't want to stand in line for hours and pay to get an autograph with them. Yeah, regardless. But I would with Niku. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I know it's not a word. What Any final thoughts about resistance as a whole before? Gosh. I mean, I mean, we could also like kind of touch on the whole season. I mean, while, while we're here. So Major Von Rigg opened up as, way to go, Kaz. Nobody besides myself has been able to get a hit on this guy. Right. Gets blown. Wow. Up. Good point. Was that episode yes. one or two? One or two. Very early. Possibly I think it was episode one. Mm, the race was episode one. I think it was episode yeah. two. And wow, they've all grown so much. Yeah. So my last thoughts about Resistance are it was a fantastic show. I loved it. I have like lots of just generic great things to say about it, but really the characters were amazing. Character design, character development. Um, the voice acting, the di- written dialogue, everything to do with the characters was was great. Because think about the setting. They're on what they think is like a platform. Like, what did they say in some articles I read today? Kaz thinks that the Colossus is just a gas station in the middle of nowhere in space. <laughs> and there's really nothing there for setting. We, we see the same Colossus, the same hallways, the same platform every single episode, just about. And it's really the characters that made it amazing. And I I love them all. But, you know, I love Niku the most. That made me think of something. Um, the, the First Order knew that the Colossus well, could be mobile. Yeah. Wow. Tyranny was all about it. Like, oh my God, they've activated the engines. Well, and I read Bucket's list, uh, Bucket's extra list on StarWars.com. 
uh, seven extra things about No Escape Part 2. And it said that like they expected that most citizens did know that the Colossus was a ship. Like, uh-huh. Tora didn't seem surprised at no, all. Um, which makes sense because she's the commander's daughter, captain, captain's daughter. Um, but I don't, I think a lot of people actually did know, like Aunt Z probably knew. Um, Cass just is a mess. He just doesn't know. But it's like his story. So yeah. Yeah. We get to find out with Cass. I remember a conversation that we had um, where we were talking about like, where's the next season going to go? Yeah. Is it, it going to go to other planets and stuff? Yeah. And I said, no way because Castellan's the planet that the Colossus is based <laughs> on. Well, blew that out the water. Right. Literally they are in hyperspace. No yeah, idea yeah. where they're going to go. And we're following them because we love those characters. Hopefully in the wild space. Yeah. So who's your favorite that- character at the end? I know we talked about it at the beginning, but who's your favorite character now still? I mean, everyone knows who mine is. Hasn't changed. It used Buggles? to be Niku. Yeah, Buggles. <laughs> so it used uh, to be Niku for you. It used to be Niku. And I really love Niku. He's like a strong number two. He's but good. He doesn't have a lot of development. He did. But, but he's he, buddy number two. And he's, Kaz he's is def- buddy number one. Exactly. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Kaz, I mean, not just because he's like the show protagonist and he's like the main guy, but just what they're doing with him. Mm hmm. I like his development the most. Mm-hmm. I like um, his growth. They have, uh, in season one, they have invested so much time and so much writing into that character. Tora would probably be a very strong three. Yeah. Or tied mm-hmm. with Niku because she was just an ace in the beginning and now she is right with Kaz. I'm curious to see where she goes how they develop her and what role she's going to play soon. And Sonora is f-ing awesome. I can't. Mm-hmm. Pick, yeah, she still is. Like Kaz is number one, of course, but uh, Niku, Tora and Sonara are all tied together. Well, I have to nice. say uh, Niku and then um, probably Bebo's mom. And then <laughs> uh, she, that don't play. Let's see who's next. Buggles and number four would probably be Bebo. That's my list. Nice. Mine would be. Um, it started out uh, the evolution would be Tam mm-hmm. from the very beginning, and then I started to really <sighs> like Sonara a mm-hmm. lot. And as Sonara's arc came to a close. Mm-hmm. I came to love Kaz the most. Mm-hmm. When Sonara disappeared, I obviously couldn't love Sonara all that much because it right. wasn't happening. Yeah. So then it was like Kaz, Kaz, Kaz. Mm-hmm. Um, real big fan of CB23. Honestly, my face lights up every huh. time that little little droid makes a sound. <laughs> I yeah. think it's really cool. Um, I think I didn't think about it until now, but it's a good contender for a favorite character. Really? Believe it or yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but I've loved Tam this whole time. I agree with everyone who... Um, thought that she was underutilized. Yeah. And I, I've, I've even said that on the previous episodes, I've been defending her from the beginning. Big time. And it just, it sucks. I was really upset about her decision. I see why she did it. I believe that a person can be naive and still have really good qualities at the same time. I know we're going to talk with Timothy's on, but Lost Stars is probably one of my favorite books that involves Star Wars. Hmm. This resistance yeah. has been so much of a calling to Lost Stars. It's and so much of um, 
it's weighing on that diversity and how a bad thing can be a good thing. I'm with you on Tam. I would love to love Tam. I hate her, but I would love to love her. Oh, I get it. She's a compelling character now. She is. She wasn't. Finally. She wasn't six weeks ago. She was vanilla as f- Yeah. Yeah. But now she's she's good. Yeah. It's, I, I hear you, man. Let's it's, get the gaunt count up on the next episode because <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Rick may be uh, correct. This We may be wearing that button out soon. Indeed. Well, I tell you what, guys, we're going to go ahead and close out this super exciting Resistance episode out. And it's going to be a long time till we get to hear that beautiful. uh, Yeah, I miss it already. I know. Can you play it again? Yeah, just hit it again. I'll tell you what. Since you asked. Resistance recap. I love hearing BB-8 at the end. (laughs) It's good stuff. Well, Eden, since you are our guest today, will you kindly tell us where we can find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Eden Jean Gray. That's E-D-E-N-J-E-A-N-G-R-E-Y. You can find me on Instagram at Cutie Cute Cosplay. You can find me on Facebook uh, and on Patreon as Cutie Cute Cosplay. And you can find me um, most often. On, it's most often on Twitter right now um, because these guys are on Twitter a lot and I'm talking to them a lot about Star Wars and I'm the one with... The Indoraptor cosplay profile picture. Oh, yeah. So, Josh, where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? Well, on Twitter, Joshua Rowe 24, J O S H U A R O W E 24. On Instagram is JD Rowe 812, which is pretty easy to find. And on Facebook, it's also Joshua Rowe. Uh, you can't miss it. I'll be always on Jam Transmissions. So, if you want to find us? there that's where we're at pete what about your personal stuff i have officially opened up my twitter it's been private for a while but enough people have been chatting with me a little bit about it you can find me at pete skeet too pete skeet. <laughs> ah, skeet, skeet, skeet. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah i can S- retweet your stuff now s-k-e-e-t most of all me and josh we're going to be on the jam transmissions social medias you can find us on twitter at jt comlink c-o-m-l-i-n-k on Instagram, you can find us at Jammed Transmissions, Facebook.com forward slash Jammed Transmissions, Patreon.com forward slash Jammed Transmissions. And we hope you all have enjoyed. Please send us an email or a voicemail if you want to be on the show, like our wonderful Comlink Chatter guest today. Uh, thank you again to Johnny Orm. Look for him at mystarwarslifedebt.tk. Yep. And look for Anthony at a rural farm boy. Rick Villanueva at Cad Bane's Bounty and Pam Rowe at I think it's just Pamela Rowe. Awesome. On yeah. Twitter? On Instagram. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and sign out. Eden, Josh, it's been an absolute blast. It has. Thank you guys so much for having me again. Indeed. You're always welcome. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Always. Thank you.